Welcome to our 15th Friday, the 13th special in a little over three months. All right, who are you people? We're the skeleton crew, sir. Alex is just fooling around. Hey, yeah, I'm just fooling around. Yeah, can it, jackass. You say Justin hired you? Yeah, uh uh-huh. He paying you for this? No, but we're toying with the idea of charging for retrospectives or interviews. (laughs) Yeah, really? Yeah, what have you been smoking, boy? Me? Don't smoke. Causes cancer. You know what I mean. Would you just get off a spaceship or something? Colombian gold man, grass, hash, the weed, dig it? Hey, what's he talking about? Hey, don't get smart. Me? I'm as dumb as they come. Hey, not another word out of you, you understand me? Really, sir, we're just trying to do a show. A show? For who? You kids keep your noses clean, understand? You'll be hearing from me if you don't. We ain't gonna stand for no weirdness on the radio. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew, exclusively at HorrorBid.com and HorrorBillia Podcast Network. Hello, it's Camp Blurdy. Welcome to the Friday the 13th special. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Soul from the Turkey Boys? Dude, I'm trying to be, uh, what's his name? It doesn't sound anything like Crazy Ralph. Dude. Okay, ready? You're going to, you're listening. You're going, you're, no, 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 it's, it's, you're going to Camp Blood, ain't ya? You're listening to the Skeleton Crew, ain't ya? This is the Friday the 13th special. <laughs> this is and horrible. Alex is an asshole. What, dude, what are you trying <laughs> all right, to do? All right, all right, I don't know. Dude, come on, I ran out of ideas. How many shows is this, all right? Are we finished yet? Uh, How many more do we have to do before we're done? What are we on? Is this, this is 24? I'm on Miller Lite. What do you want? I'm on myself with the... Yeah, you're always on yourself every Friday night. Yeah, I think so. Well, no. No, they need uh, to hear the details on the upcoming Halloween 4 and 5 Blu-ray giveaway. We uh, haven't really talked about it as of yet, but I guess uh, that's going to start next week. I think we're going to give more details on it, but it's basically going to be a trivia contest. Nobody's getting them. I'm taking them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really? Why do we have to give these away, really? Because it's, it's something for the fans. It's nice. Give away to me, Mike. <laughs> hey, I love them, and I'm not keeping them for myself. I'm going to buy them like everybody else. Whatever name you pick out of the thing, just say Alex. <laughs> Nobody can uh, see you. You're on the radio. <laughs> well, well, no, but, guy, here's what we're going to do. This is, I guess, what we decided. We're giving them away as a set, Halloween 4 and 5 together. So what's going to happen is we're going to ask Three different trivia questions over a period of three weeks. Uh, more than and, that, buddy. More than that. Oh, more than that. Oh, okay. Let well, me I see. Guess... I have the trivia questions right here. Should we announce them yet? No, 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 no. We're going to do that on a weekly basis. We're not going to start them now. No. I got seven questions. We got seven. Okay, so then we'll ask them, and then if you get a question right, your name goes in the drawing, and each time you answer a question right, right. your name goes in. What? It, it's how many times they answer right. For example... There's seven questions. You answer yeah. all seven. We tear a piece of paper seven times and write your name on it all seven times. And so it goes in. Your odds go up the more you know about this terrible show. Yeah. Because <laughs> So start listening. <laughs> yeah, you actually, uh, you guys are going to hate this, but you have to listen to this show to know the answers. We hope you enjoy this interview with Officer Dorf Ron Milky. 
followed by a brand new exclusive with Adrian King, Alice Hardy, from Friday the 13th, 1980. We have the law of the skeleton crew. We got Officer Dorf, Ron Milky, Friday the 13th. How, how are you, Officer? <laughs> I'm doing just fine, Alex. Good to hear from you guys. Yes, thank you for coming on the show and celebrating Friday the 13th with us. Oh, sure. I love it, just like you guys do. Absolutely. You know, Ron, what I, what I really love about you is that, you know, it's a known fact that horror movies is not why you came to New York to be an actor, but you, you really like the horror fans that you met over the last 10 years, and you really got into it, and you really embraced it. Well, I did, because, you know, I'm an actor, and uh, if I didn't have Friday the 13th, I'd be just one of the thousands and thousands of totally unknown. So uh, I'm grateful for it, and uh, it's great. It, you know, it, it, it helps, let's put it that way, you know. And uh, maybe, you know, uh, the wonderful thing about film is that you live on after your, uh, you know, your, your spirit has uh, gone from your body. So that's something to, uh, to be uh, proud of. It must have become apparent through all the conventions and just overall interactions that horror fans seem to be the most passionate fans of film. I know. Maybe you can explain that to me. Uh, we're psychos. <laughs> we don't really understand it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful because um, this, this has just happened in the past. I wasn't really part of the conventions until uh, I, I was working on Satan's Playground. And Ellen Sandweiss said, uh, are you going to go to the convention? I said, what convention? I didn't know anything about it. And it was um, uh, Kevin Clements' uh, convention in New Jersey. What was that, Thriller or Chiller? Uh, thriller. Uh, Chiller. Chiller. Chiller Theater or something like that? Yeah. And that was 2006, and that was my first convention. I didn't even know this, all this was going on. Now, here's the thing, though. You did Friday the 13th, and then you did A Return to Salem's Lot in 87. Mm -hmm. And then you followed up with two non-horror films, New Jack City and Grand Isle, and then you took off for 11 years before returning to film. Like, what made you take this break, and uh, what got you back in front of the camera in 2002? Well, those 11 years, I started to make some money. You know, I was, I was <laughs> traveling. I was, I was doing my, uh, my seminars all over the country and working for a woman named Linda Bennett and she had a company called uh, New York Contracts uh, Models it was a convention of models and she would fly me out to various cities uh, Chicago, Miami, Atlanta, Minneapolis uh, and I would speak to like oh, we had like 800 to 1000 models in the audience and I would wow. talk about acting and um, and it's funny because they never mentioned Friday the 13th. It was mentioned, but none of them were asking me questions about that. Really? In those days, it was about soap operas, how to get into soap opera, and how to get into TV commercials. So that's that's what I was doing those years. And I was also teaching at Hofstra University. And nobody yeah. offered me any roles. I really wasn't going out for it at that time. So uh, that's You weren't really pursuing? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what happened during that period of time. Like, would you say the internet and the whole, like, resurgence? You know, the internet really brought horror fans together, and then, you I know, names so. start popping up. I, yeah. I really think so, and, and then you answered my question earlier as to what, why this all happened. I think it was, it was the internet. Yeah, right. Now, one of my good friends, Terry Dawn Arnold, you were in her movie, The yes. Two Sisters. I didn't know you were friends with Terry. Yeah, Yeah, for about five, six years. Yeah, yeah lovely, lovely lady. I had yep. a good time, yeah. 
You know, a lot of people don't know this, but Sean Cunningham was actually supposed to play the part of Officer Dorf. That's true, and a lot of people don't know that. And uh, the reason I know that is because the day that I called him, I said, Sean, I, I saw your ad in, um, this was 1979, I saw your ad in, uh, in Variety. You're doing a movie called Friday the 13th. Is there anything in it for me? And he says, no, Ron, we're, we're cast. And, uh, and I was just about to hang up. He says, Ron, wait a minute. He says, you know, there's a part. I was going to play the part, but you'd be perfect for it. The part of the motorcycle cop. Why don't you come on over uh, to uh, to uh, where, they were, where they were shooting? Where was that again? Uh, camp. I'll try this again. Camp No B Bosco. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, in, in New Jersey. Yeah. That's, there you go. And so I did go up and I read for it and then I got the part. So he had he had said he was going to play the part himself, and you know he probably would have been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you know what? I don't know about like everyone else but when i saw that for the first time and i didn't really think of the people behind the roles you were just like perfect like you're the way you look the way you talked everything was just perfect you delivered everything perfectly yep. and and knowing you since then that's not your personality like what did you just try to do like be a hard-ass cop you just went in there saying yeah you know actors sometimes we don't know where we get it from but it's in our memory somebody we've known in the past it'll just come up you know and uh, i used uh, several people my, my brother tim was in the paratroopers macho man he was a little bit like that my right. dad my dad was a tough guy truck driver tough guy you know and then uh, i used a little bit of don nuts from um oh, from <laughs> the uh, what was the show the andy griffith show that he, that he was on <laughs> And uh, I don't know. It was just a compilation of, of people I've met, and I had such good dialogue. You know, that's it wasn't just me. It was it was a wonderful little part. Yeah, and you're one of those characters on Friday in in the Friday Thirteenth series that people are always going on with your lines. Like yeah. we interviewed uh, Carol Locatell. I don't know if you've seen Part Five, right, with the imposter Jason. I have to say, I haven't. <laughs> I've only, I've only seen the first three. I have to be perfectly honest. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember you said that you were subjected to like a string of them one time. That, that was the three <laughs> I had to sit through. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I want to personally apologize. You had to sit through part three. <laughs> yeah. I I thought part two was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Two is part yeah. Two. Yep. Yeah. Dan loves two. One and, and two are uh, my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Well, four too, right, Dan? Well, one, one, two, and and four is right up there. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we like to gloss over three. <laughs> Would you be willing to answer a question for me? Sure. Yep. What is your least favorite Friday the Thirteenth? Oh, um, uh, nine. Jason goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, it's horrible. Just the title alone, alone, alone. I think I would try to avoid that one. <laughs> yeah, I think he. Yeah, it really did go to hell there. Um, if you had to, if you, but you had, see, I don't know if you know this, Ron, but there's like the the base Friday Thirteenth movies, and then New Line Cinema took over, and then they were like just Jason based movies. Yes. So right. if you went with the first eight, I'm gonna say Part Three is my least favorite, followed by Seven. Really? Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dan agrees with that, right? I do. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Mike, what about you? What's your least out of the first eight? Part eight. <laughs> Go to hell. Okay. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't know this. Ron 
was actually one of the cops calling to Alice before Jason jumps out of the lake at her. Okay, now this just came up recently. I was. We filmed it. However, Sean filmed it again using somebody else that was not me. Uh, I looked at, I know, this is the first time this is coming out. I looked at the the shot and I said, that's not me. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't built like that. I was tall and thin. And that's a heavy set guy. And I asked Sean about it. He says, yeah, we, we had to shoot that again. <laughs> so that was oh, not me. They did, they did shoot it. They did shoot it with me and something happened. They wanted to add something or I don't know what it was. And they shot it with somebody else, another actor. I don't know who it was. <laughs> yeah, where they're like, well, I want you to wave your hands differently. And Ron already yeah, took off. So. <laughs> that was not me. I, I realized this afterwards, you know, that because they didn't yeah. use it. And it was a long shot, and you know, it could have been anybody, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I certainly said, that's not me, so that's what happened. Yeah, like, wh- like wh- what do they actually say to you? Okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and move 300 yards away, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're going to, uh, oh, you know, Sean, every, we move very quickly. Okay, Ron, I want you just to, you know, you're looking out here at the lake, and, and, and okay, ready, go. <laughs> that's the way we made the movie. <laughs> Yeah. You see, now, um, it's really cool that you like part two, so you were sort of getting into it, so you had to go through part three, but did you see the remake? I did not. I'm sorry to say I did not. A lot of, I, got, I asked a lot of people about it, and some liked it, some didn't like it, and uh, for the yeah. most part, I, I heard it was pretty good. What do yeah, you think? Over, overall, we liked it, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mike hates it. No, I don't hate it. I'm just saying take it or leave it. So it's good that yeah. you left it, Ron. Thank God for that. But I know the, that Betsy Palmer was, um, they were offered her a, a small part, and they were going to fly her out there, and she looked at the script, and it was one line, and she was highly insulted, and I don't blame her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, see, there was a cop in that movie, and I don't know why they didn't ask you. I don't know. I really don't know. I guess they wanted a new... Uh, it, was it a, a, a similar part to Dorf, or was he a different character? No, different character. It was uh, It was played more straight, more serious. Um, yeah. You know, in the movie, the, the kid's coming in looking for his sister, and he's basically explaining, you know, she's not here, move on. It's kind of an emotional scene, so, yeah, it's yeah. played a little yeah. different. Yeah, but Ron has range. I mean, I it ain't like he would have been Dorf again. Right. Well, here's what I was going <laughs> to say, though, because in all those movies, and a lot of horror movies in general, they take from, I think, your role in particular, Ron, because, you know, all, all the cop uh, things, and sometimes, you know, it played in different characters, but mainly police officers, and sometimes they go, you know, a little bit more campy with it and stuff like that, but I think that your role kind of originated i don't think you took it too far with the comedy you know the just the yeah. subtle shoulder shrug and stuff like that like i love it but it throughout the whole series they have a lot of that and it seems like um your character your the, the way you 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 took that role kind of kind of spawned all that yeah thank yeah. you i got a letter from someone uh a few months ago who said that that you set the standard for uh, uh the first the cop in the horror movie the, the cop in the horror movie so, uh, I do believe I was, that. I was very complimented on that. I, I thank you. Yeah, me too. You know, uh, by the way, I just want to recommend, Ron, you should really watch the remake for the Girls Alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not now, I bet. Listen, were there, were there any Friday the 13th people in that film? No. No? Nope. No, they not didn't. At all. Yeah. Go so with that, that's, what, that's, that's what he wanted to do, yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of you playing a cop, I, I recently saw Satan's Playground. 
and uh, you played a cop yeah. in there, and that was like that was like the greatest for like nostalgic, fa- you know, the whole thing to see you playing a cop again. That was just awesome. And we actually interviewed two people from that movie, or I mean, uh, actually one person, Felissa Rose. Sure, she was. A Did star. you get to hang out with her a little bit? Uh, no, I didn't. But you know, I, well, we all were. It was a freezing, freezing winter. I'll never forget that film. Dante Tomaselli is wonderful to work with. By the way, he's just. Uh, He's one of my favorite directors. But we were freezing up in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, and we were all in this little cottage there. So we got to talk, and I got to talk to Felisa, and I, I saw her preparing, and she was like, this really, the tears were coming down her face, and she was, because she had a you know, freak out in the woods there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really, really impressed with what she was doing in her preparation as an actor. Yeah, she's really good. She was in Sleepaway Camp. Did you ever hear that one? That's what made her famous, sure. Yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now, you were in Torture Chamber, and uh, I That's saw a Dante few... That's Dante Tomaselli's new movie. Uh-huh. Okay. Coming out October. Coming out in October. Okay, cool. And what about Red Sky? What's this about? That, I start filming uh, July 23rd, and uh, I'll be filming that until the 1st of August, and then I have to go to Pennsylvania... I have one day of travel and start filming The Bone Garden by Mike Gutridge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a horror horror film. And there are um, four Friday the 13th people in it. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Now that's a treat. Oh, cool. And you're going to have to help me with this, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage. Is it Dee Dee Savage? She was in Friday the 13th 3, I believe. Oh, Tracy Savage. Tracy Savage. Tracy yep. Savage is the lead. Darcy something. Darcy DeMoss from Part, part six. 6. Yes, yep. there you oh, go. Yep. Okay. Yep. And Paul Kravitz. Paul, I remember Paul. Or Kratka. Paul Kratka, thank you. Three. Yep. So oh, he's got wow. four of us. Yep. Four. Now, Mike, who's that first person, Tracy Savage? I mean, she uh, was uh, Debbie in Friday 3. Oh, Debbie. Oh, okay. Yeah. This yep. is like her yep. first movie in, in years because she had stepped away from, you know, for a while herself. So yeah. she's actually coming back, I guess. So that that that's good. Yeah, that's and awesome. the whole the whole script is based on the the dog's name is Jason, and there's uh, references, <laughs> many many references to Friday the Thirteenth. It's it's a terrific script, and it's a really it's going to be a, a, a very scary movie with a surprise ending. Cool. You oh, know, Mike awesome. thought it was a movie about a guy who buries a uh, a bone and skeletons grow out of a garden. <laughs> Oh, how did you, how did you know that? Do you, do you know Mike? <laughs> no, that, that was just a guess. I don't, you know. That was just me guessing, trying to, you yeah. know. Yeah, he's, you know, the bone guard and put it yeah. together. Well, that's always spot on. <laughs> now, you're writing a book. Yes. I have, in fact, it's been finished for some time. I'm having a little trouble with the, the, the publisher right now. It's called Friday the 13th and Other Days. It's my autobiography. And my publisher won't let it go. He's had it for like three or four years. And, really? Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do about that. But um, I'm glad this time has passed because there's some changes I want to make in it and, and added a, add a few things about my life. And um, so, you know, it'll, it'll be out. I don't know when, but uh, I've got some time. And when you write something like that, you, you've really got to have time to think it over. You don't want to hurt anybody. You don't want to tell too much. You don't right. want to tell too little. And um, so after I read um, one of my favorite actors, Lance Henriksen, who I got to meet at Monster Mania last year, 
Oh, we Robert all know is, him. Oh yeah, God, he's good. And, <laughs> I think he's in every horror movie ever made. <laughs> oh, but he, but yeah, but he's um, his his uh, best one is Pumpkin Head. Oh yeah, Pumpkin Head. Pumpkin Head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and he's he's such a such a down to earth person. So after I read read his autobiography, I says, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some changes in mine. He he just told the story about his acting career and. He didn't go into too much detail, and uh, I, I said that's that's the way to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to reading it. So, oh, thank you. It's it's a, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, I have a lot of information that no one knows. They will when this comes out. <laughs> well, yeah, I will <laughs> and, definitely buy that when it comes out. Absolutely. Yeah, and and uh, the the things that happened on Friday, the set of Friday the Thirteenth, and. Uh, Oh, come on, just give us something. Come on, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I was totally enthralled with Lori Bartram. Mike, who's that? Brenda. Brenda. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, I felt uh, so bad when she passed away last year. Yeah. A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, uh, we love Brenda, you know. And, it, hey, listen, we everybody gets to, uh, you know, s- celebrate her life on, uh, yeah. you know, while I hear this and, you know. Watch part one, guys. It's on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I watched it last night. <laughs> Do you get any extra money when these things come out in Blu-ray or DVD oh, packages? You, you would not believe I get uh, these ridiculous uh, residual checks for, like, uh, after taxes, $8. <laughs> oh, God, really? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> That's how it works. You know, in the 80s, man, things were different. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was only on the set, I think, one or two days. And so we shot it. Everything moved very quickly. You know, Sean moved it along, and, and we were all, everybody there was a professional. We got our lines down, and bam, 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 and move on to the next. Was, move on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And especially because nobody thought this would be anything important or worth caring about. So. I, don't, I don't know, but it just he wanted to make a good film. I, I was there the same day that they filmed my scene. They filmed the famous uh, scene with Kevin Bacon getting the, uh, the arrow through the neck. And yep. so I was there and saw saw how they set that up, and the first time something went wrong and there was blood all over the place, and then uh, and then we did it a second time, and uh, and that was very effective. Kevin was there with a you know with a fake neck, a, a prosthesis of a neck, and mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, Tom Savini was on in, in the in the dugout there beneath the right. beneath the, the bed. That was Tom Savini putting the arrow through the neck of, uh, yeah. of Kevin Bacon. Wow, well, that's great, dude. And, you know, I just want to thank you again for coming on. And uh, we're really looking forward to Red Sky, The Bone Garden, and your book. Hopefully that gets published sometime, you know. But, it of will. course, after it you make your will. changes. Yeah. Yeah. And there, by the way, guys, did you know there's a, a new book by David Grove coming out about Friday the 13th? No. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's about the original. It's uh, coming out, uh, I think, uh, this fall. And uh, you can Google that. I forgot the name of it, but it's by David Grove, who's, who lives in uh, in England. Were you asked to be filmed for um, the Crystal Lake Memories? I think so. I, I, I went to uh, Connecticut, Stanford, Connecticut, a couple months ago with uh, my managers, Chris and Stacy, uh-huh. and, and they interviewed me. Is this is this the documentary on uh, on Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll be in that. And I went with uh, oh, nice. with my buddy um, uh, Jr. Uh, um, he played the cop in two. Um, Jack. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, help me out, guys. Here, Jack. Uh, oh, GF. <laughs> That's a little too obscure for us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we had we had a lot of laughs and it, it was fun and they filmed it and uh, 
ask me similar questions with what you guys are, are, are asking me now, but that should be a good See time. that, guys? We are documentary uh, qualified. Yeah. <laughs> J.R. Marks. Jack Marks. That's his name. He played the cop in, in Friday the 13th, too. Okay, J.R. Marks, right. Yeah. Yeah, I love part two. Great movie. Good stuff. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. I want to keep you. You know, I know you got you know, a bunch of things to do, and uh, I just want to thank you for coming on and, you know, hanging out with us for a little bit. Okay, I'll be listening, and, and thank you for thinking of me. Hey, oh, absolutely, dude. We appreciate dude. you coming on. Yeah, thanks so much, Ron. Okay, guys. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Adrian King. You probably know me best from Alice in Friday the 13th, a soul survivor, and now probably from uh, Crystal Lake Wines. So I heard the skeleton crew has one listener. And he's still there. Miss Adrian King, I would just like to thank you for coming on. It's uh, quite an honor. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Yes. Uh, Friday 13th, I think, you know, it's hundreds of millions of people love it. And, uh, you know, obviously Mike, Dan, and I are big fans. And uh, it's just really great to talk to you. But I know that before you came on this show, you heard a few of our other ones and you decided to have a few drinks of your wine before coming on here. <laughs> Just a sip. A sip. <laughs> <laughs> Only a sip you're making. You know, speaking of your wine, like, how's that business going? Are there a lot of tipsy Friday Thirteen fans out there right now? Oh, I don't think they're tipsy. I think they're just very happy campers. <laughs> People say to me, you know, is it good? I say, you know, it has to be good because, honestly... I don't need to do this. I just love doing it. And I'm not going to put my name on something that isn't fabulous. So that's the bottom line to that. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad that you got back into your other passion, which is acting, because in 2010, you came back with the psychic experiment. And then, you know, the innocent butterfly room, Gabby's Wish. And didn't weren't didn't one of those movies, didn't they take place on uh, Camp No Be Soko again? On Camp Nobi Bosco, which is, but, 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 but I'm going to give you the way I know it sounds like an Indian name. Yeah, it does, and, yeah. All right, so let me tell you what it stands for, and you're going to love this. Okay. It's Camp Nobi Bosco, North Bergen Boy Scouts. Oh, okay. Okay, right. so Nobi Bosco stands for the North Bergen County, in New Jersey. We shot it on the uh, Crystal Lake, um, was a Boy Scout camp, and... It still is. And they opened it last year for the first time to, I think it was 100 um, Friday the 13th 
fans who got the auction, you know, like they auctioned off the tickets and it was, they're finally embracing it instead of like chasing all the Friday 13th fans off of the, you're you know, kidding me. I didn't hear, I live 30 minutes away and I didn't hear about yeah, this. Alex is in Jersey. You got to stay on my Facebook page, baby. I tell everything. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, you got to either check into the Crystal Lake Wines fan page or the um, my my own fan page. If you Because right now I've got too many fans and I have to start kicking people off because <laughs> they won't bring anybody else in. Right. So, um, so yeah, no, it was this huge deal where people literally said they had an incredible experience that was second to none. So, um, yeah, and they posted it on my fan book page, uh, on my fan page. Yeah. yeah. You know, one time I went there, I think it was like 2004, I drove in, I was with a friend, right? And I'm so stupid. I I walk in with a Jason mask on my shirt. So so we walk up and I guess the camp owner or whatever, he was there. And then I go, Hi sir, I'd like to enroll my he goes, Friday thirteenth, get out And that yeah, and I was like, How'd you and I looked down, I was like, Oh you know, yeah. I was I was gonna do the whole ploy that my daughter is interested in coming to camp and I wanna look around. <laughs> it's the boy scout camp. No daughters. It wouldn't have worked anyway, huh? Nah. Yeah. Nah. I would have said, well, you know, I, actually, my son's more into this uh, now that you say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time, yeah. Boy Scout. Yeah, next time. <laughs> You're wearing a shirt like that, Alex. Alex is not the type to wear, like, horror shirts or whatever. I was 24. I consider Alex, like, the pretty boy type, so that's funny in itself. Pretty boy. Pretty boy, huh, I'm, Alex? I'm as ugly as Are you come. one of my friends? Uh... I don't know. I, I like Mike. I'm, I don't have too many Facebook things going on, believe it or not. Okay, I am Adrian. But I will join. At, wait, I can't do it now, otherwise our connection will be lost. But <laughs> that's good. I was just curious because that's really, you know, uh, otherwise I wouldn't know a whole lot about you. I go to your page, I check you out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, actually, I met you about like six years ago, and you actually told me that you love guys named Alex. I, you know what, Alexandra. <laughs> Alexandra and Alexander are my two favorite names. I think they're beautiful names. Yep. They are. See that? I remember that. And I have a niece and a nephew of both. Mm. So <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier too, Adrian, how, how nice you are to your fans and how much you respond to them and, and everything. And people really do appreciate that. I remember, you know, little comments that, you know, I'm sitting there at my computer and, you know, you don't think a lot. And, you know, I'll send a little comment here and there or whatever. Well, you actually respond with very kind words and, and you're very you're very into it. And, and it, like I said, people really appreciate that. That, go, that goes a long way with the fans. Yeah, I, and I, I have, you know, I enjoy doing it when, I, when I'm around. And then I'll be gone for a couple of months doing stuff, other stuff like living as opposed to, you know, being... <laughs> uh, hooked to the keyboard, um, which is kind of weird because my I I have an art studio and I have in and out cells here. So it, it's, when my video is up and when my Facebook is up, I'll play on it. When it's not, I won't. Which really works well for me because otherwise it's so addicting. I you know oh. I can never get anything else done. Right, uh, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. Ever since we started this show, I forgot what real life is like. I know yep. it's been weird how that happens. You know, all the socialization kind of goes out the window. But that you see, this is my, this is my feeling of how the new socialization is going to work. You know, when we when I get my video up on Skype, you know, I'll actually see you. <laughs> well, that might be scary. We have faces for radio. <laughs> <laughs> 
So maybe, maybe it's a blessing there's a thunderstorm. Exactly. <laughs> Don't let him fool you. Alex is a pretty boy. He knows it. No. Moving on. Yeah, no, we're not. You know, actually, what we did, we started this show, and our first show was your movie. Oh, I love you. That's wonderful. Great taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did a uh, Friday 13th retrospective, and the first thing that came up was, you know, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, so hopefully enough people will hear this, and, you know, you say it once, more people hear it, clear it up. Your relationship with Steve Christie. <laughs> oh, God. Now, uh, clearly you said, you know, you're going back to LA, L.A. or something, California. So you didn't live in the same state. So how did he hire you to begin with? How did you meet? You couldn't have been dating him if you just got there. We're all confused. Okay. Well, first of all, let me explain this. On the, the, page, the pages of the script, there was absolutely no backstory for any character there. Yeah. Okay, so everything you've heard <laughs> outside of the words on the screen has totally been a backstory made up by the actor. Steve Christie met me probably like the year before through friends of his parents, knew my parents or my father, who, by the way, you know, has, has troubles. You know, I found out later on in the comics he was a drunk um <laughs> and when i got my last name a party i had an alcoholic father i found out in you know in out for alice so needless to say steve christie's parents who knows um maybe they were alcoholics too and they all um partied in in california and steve christie was visiting them and we said hello and I had a boyfriend in California who I was having problems with. And he said, well, if you ever need a place to run away to, I have a camp I'm putting together next year, but it's all the way on the East Coast. And I said, oh, well, you know, it's only a bus ticket. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, right. I'll put you back on right. the bus myself. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So, uh, you know, I, I took my sketch pad and my, and my paints and I took a long bus trip to uh, – Camp Nobi Bosco, or as we call it, Camp Crystal, Crystal Lake. Lake. <laughs> and, um, and I had no interest in him at all, mm -hmm. except for the fact he offered me a way out. Right. But, but being naive in, that, in romance, as Alice was at the time, um, she did not realize strings were attached to the deal at the camp. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so the night before the roofing incident, as I like to call it, yeah. Um, <laughs> where, yeah, where you move one inch over to get every single yeah, nail in yeah, there. Yeah, you know, the most important thing <laughs> about me... That's crazy. <laughs> most important thing about that whole scene is keeping those nails in my mouth. <laughs> yep. Don't See, I don't mystic movies, but that's one thing that I always went back to, like, why? I don't get it. Why, why was the ladder only moved, like, three inches? And it doesn't bother me or anything, but I'm like, if I ever get to talk to her, I'm definitely going to ask her. So, you know. And, and the reason, and, and honestly, the reason is just imagine, you know, some guys hitting, or some girls hitting on you, some guys hitting on me. It's like, it, it just it just rattles me a little bit, okay? I'm not focusing on what I should be doing. <laughs> yep. You know, and so like I'm just I'm just trying to figure this one out and and not not nail my finger I guess or not swallow <laughs> it, and, and 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 then also thinking about what this guy last night he was disgusting I mean he right. really 
you know, he was drinking beers and I was sketching just because I didn't know what else to do. Like I was holding him back with one foot, you know what I mean? While I was sketching. Right. And that's yep. the way I, until he literally like passed out and like was snoring and that was gross. And, right. um, you know, and so that's really how I dealt with it. Right. Okay. You know? Yeah. Cause you, you got to create your own backstory as an act actress, right? Exactly. And if you've ever been to a convention with Betsy Palmer, um, she will give you the most incredible backstory for for her her whole mother son Jason situation, and it goes back to when she was in high school with the class ring that the guy who left her uh, right. and abandoned her. And the, I mean, it's a fabulous. Uh, you know, if they ever were smart enough to do the prequel, you know, Betsy had the script for them. So. That's what I don't understand either. Why don't they? You know, people like you and her are so into it. You know, you, you guys, you know, obviously you appreciate the uh, the role that you had back then. I just don't understand that. I, I get it, the studios or whatever, but I don't understand. If they were to make a movie with you in it, you know, maybe even, like, you know, a different character or whatever, it would be gold and everybody would appreciate it. Uh, it just blows my mind. It just, I, I don't understand it. How did they not ask you to make any kind of cameo in that remake no they did they asked betsy and me oh they did they did they said no then, <laughs> no but listen no this is hysterical they asked our we both had the same convention manager because neither one of us were like quote unquote acting at the time right. i had just moved uh, it was seriously i had just moved up to oregon's it was seven years ago and um i had officially like retired to paint that was what i was doing that was the deal and then i was resurrected from the dead as i like to call it by peter brackey because that's when crystal lake memories the bible came out mm -hmm. yeah. and my life has never been the same since because all the writers and directors and producers and fans of the 80s are now producing and doing the movies you know writing the movies exactly. so yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a big big difference when that all you know kind of hit the fan but um I think what happened was they asked our, our convention manager um, because they didn't know where else to go. And both of us said, why not? You know? Sure. Yeah. Why not? We, you know, and needless to say, both of us were thinking in the background, a cameo in this movie would make up for everything we didn't get for the, you know, the some of them one and two. Exactly. Um, well, within about a, uh, a week or two weeks, uh, they, they took back the, uh, they didn't even put an offer on the table. They just wanted to know if we were interested, and we said, sure. And there was no offer or anything. And then they came back and said, you know what? We decided we don't want anybody from the old movies. We want everyone new. Come on. No and respect. There we were, laughed, you know, ha-ha. Oh, well, that was nice for a moment. Right. And uh, people, you know, people, the, the, the fans, you know, it brought in a lot of new blood, I, I, I guess, and which is always good. But at the same time, the diehard fans who are just praying for something that makes sense, you know, yeah. Yeah. To, to happen. It was kind of a shame because they could have done so much with so little. They could have just, right. I had the whole, Betsy and I and Harry Manfredini were working it out. <laughs> oh, Ari. Ari Lehman, yeah. you know, he, the, the kid, he now um, makes, uh, he, he has a band called First Jason. And of course, right. You know, you wouldn't have recognized him because, you know, it, although he kind of looks like Jason grown up now. <laughs> yeah, with the hair and the mustache. <laughs> Ari, I love you if you're listening. <laughs> but, 
But um, I mean, he could totally pull it off, you know. Right. Uh, we were thinking we could reenact the first diner scene, and I, and, you know, and and Mrs. Voorhees, uh, Betsy could be the cook, right? And you know, I could be the one taking the orders and give that sinister look at the beginning. They're opening yeah. Crystal Lake again, you know that one. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That could have been you. Know? Yeah. And, and Ari could have been like wiping the tables, and that's all they would have needed, and everyone would have been happy. Or else he could have been Enos. <laughs> <laughs> that's typecasting. You obviously know Ari. Yeah, right. Yeah, he wants to put put his hand on a girl's ass when she's. Oh, baby, you know Ari. Yeah. Oh God. There's not an ass he hasn't grasped. <laughs> <laughs> they should have given you guys bigger parts, though. You know, and, and I know, but the fans want that so much. And I mean, like you said, you would have loved to do it. And it just it blows my mind why it doesn't happen. And not to say that these people are are wrong in, in their remake or whatever, whatever. But you know, I hate to say it, but if it was up to me or you know, ninety percent of the people on the internet, it, that's what the people want. Yeah. So I'm praying, hoping that it'll happen for you one day because that's really what what everybody wants. Because I think your performance in that first movie. You know, there, there's been there's been some that rival it, but I, I don't even think that they're all a distant second. They don't come close. I I'm not trying to kiss your butt here or anything, but oh, I you really can. Go ahead. <laughs> she is on the show. So, you you can't see it, but I'm turning it towards you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> one of the things is, you know, with movies, I can watch this movie over and over and just have the best time watching it, you know? Not that I nitpick or anything, like the, like the ladder thing or anything, but, you know, I, I can just or, watch or the it door, Or the door in the cabin that I have. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. class, right? Yeah, she, she piles a million things in front of it and it opens the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> do, you I think, just, do you think ADD had anything to do with that? Probably. <laughs> Probably played a big role in it, absolutely. I'm but, blaming it on my creative ADD. Yeah, it's, Alice it's was an artist. So it's just, I, I love it. You know, getting back to how good you were and your acting, uh, I know a buddy of mine, Kyle Dennis, I know he'd want to throw in because he can't, you know, be on the show, that uh, you did a really excellent job emoting when you. When you walked over to Mrs. Voorhees, when the Jeep pulled up and you expected Steve Chris and you were like, who are you? (laughs) Most people would have just went, who are you? But like, (laughs) it was so like authentic. How how did you know to like, to do something like that? Like, did you think about it or were you just in the moment? Uh, I have to happily say I was in the moment. You know, I started acting very, 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 very young. Yeah. And, um, and I embraced it and I had some of the finest teachers and I learned so much on set from incredible actors. Uh, and I did a great deal of off, off Broadway and the theatrical aspect of it is, and this is where Betsy comes from. This is where Kevin Bacon originated too. And everyone else in the, in that movie was cast out of New York out of theater. And that's why I think it really stands the test of time is that we were all theatrically trained, wow. which means you can't fake a second. Right. You have to be in the moment, every bit of it. Otherwise it, it just screams not real. And, um, it wasn't, the thing is, I have to say kudos to Sean Cunningham and kudos to, to everyone there because they allowed me 
to get there, which didn't take a lot because the, I was filming at night mm-hmm. in very, you know, in a scary kind of situation. So in order to make that real for me, didn't take a lot. Right. You know, therefore, when when I I put myself into that that scene yeah. and I and I visualize what I just saw with with Harry, uh, Bill, Bill on the door mm-hmm. and everyone else. Yeah. Uh, that's that's very easy to go from there to this. <laughs> who are you? You know, it's because right. like you're trusting it's going to be someone to save you, and then all of a sudden, you know, thrown another curve. So that's where that came from. Right. Yeah. It was just really you two. The chemistry was just perfect. It was like it's one of those things. I think the thing that Dan is alluding to the thing you know what's special about the movie, Dan. It was just meant to be. I mean, right. having Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, that whole last scene, the exchange when you realize she's a nut job, you know, yeah. like it was just so good. You know what I mean? Even your fight was good. I always say this about Betsy Palmer. She brought my game up. Whoa. You know, yeah. if you're, it's like playing tennis or playing back. It's like playing anything. You get somebody who is like, like brilliant. Yeah. You are going to become brilliant to stay in the game, wow. you know? And and I, I you know I've said this many times I, I love Betsy dearly and Sean Cunningham purposely kept us apart on set. Okay, good. And off oh, and yeah. offset and offset because we would have bonded, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Are you guys good friends now to this day? We are, but I have to say this one thing: the sad thing is that the last time I spoke to Betsy was about eight not, uh, eight or nine months ago, and she was having some issues with. Um, with her memory uh-huh. I, and I don't want to go into things that I shouldn't. I adore her and I haven't been able to speak to her recently. And I think she's moved in with her, her daughter, which is a wonderful place. She lives in Connecticut and, you know, she really, we became the closest of friends and she truly reminded me of my mother-in-law who yeah. I, I, I totally adored. And, um, I would send her mother's day cards every year and, and still do. But, um, this particular one came back and that's because I knew she lived in central, uh, central park West. And mm-hmm. she actually had me over to her place for dinner with my niece, which was really kind of fun. Uh, she regaled stories of her and James Dean together. Oh yeah. I know that. Yeah. I heard about that. Yep. Oh Ooh. yes. And Betsy, you know, she was not only gorgeous, but if you ever checked out her, her movies before, you know, she became known for the game shows in the sixties. She was just fabulous. I mean, she worked with all of the heavy hitters, you know, Henry Fonda and James Dean and Lord knows who else, you know, but, um, I have not, uh, we became very, very good friends and I'm sorry to say, I haven't been able to speak to her in the past six or seven. My, my niece at the time was probably about 13 years old and it was her first trip to New York City and I had, I, I uh, had split my first class ticket to bring her, which was kind of fun because I was living in L.A. and she'd never been to New York and I wanted to show her around. And so um, I brought my Crystal Lake Memories book to get her to sign it and she didn't have one. So I let her have mine and she was very, very happy because it was like Mother's Day weekend or whatever and she wanted to show her daughter who who I've met a couple of times and very, very nice. And so um, she uh, said to me, well, we're going to have dinner in. I'll order in. And that's the one thing about New York. I, I'm a New Yorker born and bred, and I love the fact that you can just order anything you want, and it's there, yep. you know. Yep. <laughs> and um, she had this lovely brownstone right off of, uh, Central Park West uh, up in the 80s. And so Alice and I went in and uh, were 
she's vegetarian. She got me to be vegetarian. I've been vegetarian now for five years. God bless really? Betsy. Yeah. yeah. And Betsy, and I, I'll tell you something, you know, and I don't mind repeating this because God love her. Um, she was the one who said, and, and I, I reiterate it. She said, listen, I drink as much wine as I want. Hello. <laughs> I, I smoke a doobie when I want. Hello. <laughs> I'm a child of the 70s, right? Okay. And she said, the only thing I find that does me in is meat. And she said, I, and up to, up to, I'm telling you, she's running around up until 81, 82, carrying her own suitcases. And I would say, Betsy, stop that. I'll get somebody to do that for you. (laughs) She goes, I can do it faster. By the time they get up there, forget it. You know? Yeah. and she honestly, you know, she would have her maker's mark at night and then wine with dinner and um, and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. But no me. And I said, honey, if I can look like you and be that vital in my 80s and all I have to do is give up meat, I'm there. And so sure right. enough, that, and I've done it. And it's, you know, and my body actually likes it better. Really? Yeah, I'm organ- totally organic. We live in Southern Oregon, where in in the boonies, where when I tell you everything we eat without without it being difficult is organic. And um, I have my own little garden. It's it's just it's it's just God's. You know, it's a, a nice way to live if you can do it. But it's tough. You know, it's a tough yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, it is. But when you get you know when you get to a certain place in life, <laughs> yeah, right. You, if you can make it happen, it's it's good. It's really good. Now, Adrian, you're living in California. Have you been known to smoke a doobie here and there? I don't live in California. I live in Oregon. Oregon, I'm sorry. Why did I say California? You know, what? you know what? I've got to change that. On my Facebook, it says Crystal Lake, or uh, California, and that's Pretty- only... Yeah. And that's only because there, Facebook wouldn't let me write Crystal Lake, Oregon. Uh, uh, really? You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, so but I'll change that because. So I, that, that was a dumb question, anyways. I'll no, I'll right. I, I'll, <laughs> no, I have no problem. I'm a, a card carrying home. I have my card, and I and I and I wave it proudly. You know, I, th- <laughs> I, I thought you were just really into the Alice character there. <laughs> no, listen, Al, you know, Alice wasn't a big stretch for me. Yeah. Yeah, she's from California. You put, you're putting on your Facebook. <laughs> but you know, I'm from New York, and but I'm uh, I am an artist though, and that that whole thing. I was sketching all my stuff while I was sketching Kevin and Harry, and and oh uh, gosh, I was just you know having a good old time sketching everybody from the lifeguard post. <laughs> that was really you who drew that Steve Christie, right? Oh uh, no, that was not me because. Uh, there was an art director on set who had mm-hmm. a little uh, issue with my art being used and not hers. <laughs> really? That is so stupid. That would be perfect if that was really yours. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah, I can't believe that. How could they do something like that? Yeah, but but the interesting thing is uh, our, our technique was very similar. So that was kind of weird, too. Because when you see her stuff and you see my stuff, it's kind of very similar. So right. what, yep. whatever. As they say. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> now, what, what I want to know is, how the hell did Jason find you? Oh, well, you know, that again is my story because no one told me. No, so okay. I have, Let's see. Go ahead. <laughs> I figured it was the, um, all the toxic 
toxic I, um, the nuclear waste and toxic waste in Crystal Lake. <laughs> he grew he grew immediately overnight and um, and <laughs> was it Lake Chickamacomico? <laughs> and he, yeah, right. he managed to crawl his way and find a phone book. Right. And then he asked someone to find me. <laughs> so he does talk. No, he, he mumbles, but he was able to somehow telepathically get across. I don't know. It's the same. It's the most ridiculous. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. World. That was just a joke anyway. <laughs> no, no and, but the people ask me that seriously. Oh, I know. I say, oh, yeah, I imagine. And I, and I say, you know, he must have looked it up in the yellow pages or called for me and I and grunted his way through. I don't know. Uh, the girl killed my mom. But then, <laughs> then, then again, the, the true... What I feel is the only thing that makes sense, which was when I initially signed up for it. Um, uh, originally, it was supposed to be a dream within a dream, which would make sense. Right. Right. The top, the top was totally supposed to be a dream within a dream. And, and it still could be. I mean, if they wanted it to be. Right. Look at soap operas. Jeez Louise. Right. I mean, well, look, yeah. at, look at Friday 13th. The, the beginning, I mean, the end of your part in the, in the canoe was a dream. And then... The end of part two was a dream. Exactly. A lot of dreams going on. <laughs> yeah, stop dreaming. Let's Dallas to... at the time. Wasn't that Dallas at the time? There was a dream going on. And uh, Newhart, dream. Uh... <laughs> it's all these dreams. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up already. Yeah. Now, were, were you disappointed in the capacity that they used your character in part two? Because I know, you know, everyone, you know, I, I think you said it in the, his name was Jason. A, a lot of people know, you know, you had a stalker after part one. Yeah. So, um, and you know, that's the other thing that really, I know that Steve Miner made some odd comments about, um, I don't know, was it about you or just Friday 13th 2 in general or having you in it or something like that? I know you were like kind of not cool with something. Uh, quite honestly, I was not, I would not say um, I was 100% there during the summer following the release right. of the movie because I was literally fighting for my life right. and yeah. and not knowing who I was fighting from because I didn't know yeah. myself for a very long time, which makes it even more bizarre, mm-hmm. especially but, yeah. at the time there were no, you think back, there's no video cameras, you know, there's no, uh, there's no cell phones, there's no star 69, there's no nothing, you know, it's your word against whoever. And there were no laws about stalking for about another six years until Rebecca Schaefer, poor dear, got killed by her stalker. So, mm, wow. Yeah. Um, so it took a while for you know uh, the world to catch up. But um, I, I honestly don't know what went down between. From, I know I had a, a wonderful dinner with Steve and Denise, his assistant at the time, and we all said. <coughs> Uh, you know, I'm there, whatever, and it was the dream within the dream, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. But I was with someone, uh, a a person who was representing me, who was, was forming a new agency, and I have no idea what they did. So, you know what I said? And Steve said there was some kind of weird thing going on, um, and I don't know what was going on. So I only say what I know and I know that I was up to do it I did it I came in and I did it and it was the worst experience I ever had because it was all done in one night without a script I was thrown into it 
uh, wearing wardrobe that was five sizes, ten sizes, fifty sizes too big for me. Wow. So they didn't put um, no, they didn't put no, give no attention they, to the we, scene at all. We didn't even have. Oh, there was no wardrobe fitting. No there script. Was, Nothing. There was no script, no rehearsal. It was the last day, last night, a full night of the shoot, and it was on a holiday weekend. And I can, and it was probably a Labor Day weekend. I can only imagine, but I'm not sure. Um, and everybody wanted to go home. So when they actually did the ice pick, there was no stunt person doing it. It was a um, a guy who, uh, some guy who was filling in for the props guy who didn't check the prop first, so the ice pick actually went. Did not retract the first time. It actually poked into my, oh. my cheek. Oh my so, god! Yeah, and meanwhile in town, and this is somewhere in Connecticut, I am convinced that my stalker is following me. So it was just—it right. was a horrible, horrible time for me. And I honestly don't know what went down prior to it, and I probably never will because Stephen Miner does not show up to any of these things. You know. Wow. So right. wait, for that split second. When that ice pick didn't retract, did you like wonder if that was your stalker behind you for like a split and say, "Uh oh, what's going on here?" You know, I believe me when I tell you, I was. You know, just think about your worst, your worst scenario that you've ever been in. Where you don't know up is up and down is down. That's yep. where I was. Yeah. You know, and and I was just basically coasting on fumes and just wanted to do what I had to do to get because I, as far as. You know, I, I'm very uh, reciprocal, and uh, Sean was so wonderful to me, and, and Friday the 13th was just my gift, a gift to me yeah. as an actress. Yeah. I, I, You know, I still, I, I, I have grown to embrace it, although I had like a decade or, decade or two where I didn't, only because of what I thought it brought on to me. But you know what, the, real, the reality is that, we all are survivors. We all survive something horrible in our lives. I yep. got mine over and done with pretty early. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I look at it. And, and if I'm able to give back now, which I am and I do, to people who perhaps are going through really crappy shit for either being bullied or whatever. And I get a lot of that stuff on my Facebook. And a lot yep. of people who, be it that they're gay or whatever, have problems getting through school or problems just getting through life. You know, I really relate to that. I, and maybe I had to learn a lesson in life, and that's what I look at it. Maybe, you know, I was, I was living too charmed a life, and maybe I had to learn. Um, you know, there, there are prices to pay in life, and everybody has to learn to find that inner strength to survive because we all go through shit. And you know okay. what? I went through mine, and God knows... It was nasty, but the the bloody brilliant part about it all is that I can look back on it and say, you know, I survived, and I'm living a gorgeous life. I've been married for 25 years to the most wonderful man in the world. Uh, come this come this September, who, by the way, was George Romero, George Romero's. Uh, distributor so uh we have a horror connection i didn't know him back in the day we met in 87 through a children's charity so but you know what i'm saying it you know if you can hang in there you will you'll find the light and that's what i try to tell people yeah and how odd that um you were going through that stalker thing and Jason was stalking you in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell me about it. And he was in your apartment, which wasn't your stalker in there and, like, changing light bulbs or something like that? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. You heard about – you know, that's really weird. I forget. I only told that once, and, and it's weird, that, that interview, whichever one that is. Yeah. You do our homework. 
that was on my second glass of wine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not there yet? Okay, we'll drop it. <laughs> no, I, I finished my first class, and I'm sitting here down in my office with the Skype, and I haven't walked up the stairs to, that's where the wine is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll let you, you want to take a, a breather? I can't carry you with me, and I think I will. <laughs> yeah, no, good, yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm I've got the camp blush downstairs here, but I haven't chilled it yet. And you see, you have to, you have to chill your camp blush for the optimum enjoyment. Remember that, okay? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get some of those, too. I'm definitely going to order those this oh, week. And I'm, let me explain excited. something to you. This is truly the way to do it. If you can find yeah. a couple of people, order a case. You get 10% off. You get a you get free shipping, and the wine works out to eighteen dollars a bottle. And I oh. hate paying shipping costs. I don't know about you guys. Oh yeah, so. yep. But and that way, that way, especially, um, it would be you guys are in Pennsylvania, right? Uh, Mike is. I'm from New Jersey, and Dan's from Massachusetts. Okay, yeah. but you're all on the East Coast. East Coast shipping is a killer. So. Um, yeah. From Oregon, needless to say. So if you can find a few people and divide up the case, that's the way to go. You get the finest of wine, and you get it at a really good price. And you sign every bottle? Every single bottle. And if you tell, you know, like, if you can't fit it all onto the thing, call me at the winery and leave a message if I'm not there. Uh, or Facebook me. Right. Each bottle can be for somebody different. I don't, it doesn't, it takes me two seconds, and I love doing it. I've done weddings. I've done cases for weddings where each bottle is like for somebody else. Wow. I'll do a line from the movie as well. Cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll put it over the top. <laughs> yeah. How many how many people asked you to write you were last night? <laughs> None. None. See look you have, people have to be original. <laughs> I haven't done that one yet. No, it's usually then he's still there. Yep. Or you know, um, I signed a lot of see you back at camp or ha- for this one coming up, it's Happy Friday the 13th, and I'll date it 7, 13, 12. Yeah. Actually, this interview is for this Friday the 13th coming up. Yeah. Oh, sweet. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And then yeah. um, if you go on to crystallakewines.com or adrianking.com, there are yeah. two, like, seven-minute videos that are shot by professional filmmakers, Victor Bonacore and Curtis Q, and... They went. They snuck onto um, Camp Novibasco <laughs> and shot these things called Back to the Lake with empty wine bottles that they had. They had ordered the wine and loved it so much. This was their gift to me. They went up and snuck on and made these great wine commercials. Um, oh, it's awesome. and they're hysterical. And then I met up with them in Baltimore last year at the reunion, um, yep. the Big yep. Friday Thirteenth reunion, and. They were so cool. They had already gone and gotten these prior shots up at the lake, and then we green screened me into it in their hotel room. Wow! And it's wow. you have to check it out. It's hysterical. But what I was going to say, because of this, we decided to do these coast to coast toasts. Where you know most of the people who love Friday the Thirteenth are also into filmmaking, yeah. or a right. lot of them are. And now it's so easy to make a little video. They they do these coast-to-coast toasts where they'll post, uh, you know, you send it to the media at adrianking.com or crystallakewines.com, and we put all your personal photos with the wine, and and we pick the winner, and also personal videos. And some of the things that come oh, back awesome. to us are incredible. So it's wow. basically like 
everyone, and it's actually international too, if you can get your hands on a bottle, but only if you have them outside of the country. Yes. Um, you know, we've gotten some really cute, cute, adorable, and then some really fabulous videos with the wine. I mean, my campers are very creative, is all I can say. <laughs> and then, of course, there's prizes for the winners and everything, you know, free wine or posters or pictures or whatever. That's awesome. That's really nice of you to do that. You know, it's like you're so you're you're a horror icon and, you know, um, it, you're really giving the love back. I mean, there's people who out there who are also icons who really could care less and they don't care about the fans or nothing. You're, yeah, you're... we don't have to name names, but I've seen them. You know, you can, <laughs> you can find them up, you know, at any convention. You can see them standing there rolling their eyes. <laughs> I know what, I'm going to call one of them out because I I loved him. In Friday Thirteenth Part Two, but uh, who's that? Paul in Friday Thirteenth Part Two. What's his name? John. Uh... John Fury. Yeah. He... Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know him personally, but he used to be with my my commercial agent in the seven uh, in the eighties when I was still oh, or yeah. seven. Yeah, but I don't. He's the one who worked with Amy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he not a great guy? Nah, he. <laughs> he, no. looked, he looked like he didn't even want to be there. I was trying to like get into a conversation, engage him. He was just like, uh, "Yeah, uh, do you want to do you want a picture?" You know, no, <laughs> it's twenty dollars. <laughs> no, I don't understand people like that. It's not like he has a huge career. He should embrace it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what else is? Yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> I mean, is that rude to say? I mean, uh, you know. no, it's the it's the fact, and there's nothing wrong well, in truth. Well, that's all I'm saying. You know. People don't have to be anywhere they don't want to be. Exactly. No injury. You know, I know you talked. To, you were just talking about how how bad of an experience you had on part two, but you you couldn't tell. You did you did a great job. You know, your acting was was perfect. I thought it was it was great. And that scene with the ice pick was really memorable for me, and it really stuck in my. It was head. memorable for her too. <laughs> well, <it's> the, <laughs> the fact that it almost went through her head. <laughs> But, but there's no way that you would understand, like, how much that means to somebody, like, you know, obviously not, you know, horror in general is, is obviously morbid and, and stuff like that, but there's something about it, too, where it's really personal, and people like myself, where, you know, I'm into a bunch of different things, but horror movies and stuff like that is probably one of my favorites, that's why we do the show, and it's fun and stuff yeah. like that, but, but to know that, like I said before, that people like you are into it, and you give back and stuff like that, that means the world. And I just wanted to tell you because that was one of the main reasons, if not the main reason I got into horror movies was, was seeing you in those movies, uh, the first two and, and, and watching all the sequels after that. And it, it, I was off and running sense. And, and it was, you played such an integral part in my life. And that's why I think when, where these people come up and, and sometimes, you know, people get nervous and they don't know what to say, so it's hard enough in itself going up to, you know, your idols or people that you look yeah, up to. And I always feel for those people, you know, that they, thank you for saying that. You're making me really uh, a little misty here, but I, you know, I, I honestly, honestly appreciate the fact that you're saying that because I take the time because I know it's it's just important to each one of you standing in you wouldn't be standing waiting in line if it wasn't important and i just i can i just embrace that and i cherish that and um it makes me actually upset when people don't it really does yeah. and especially especially for shy people 
you mm-hmm. know, because it must it must be so difficult. I can only only imagine how difficult it must be to you know extend yourself. And I always try to make it a little bit easier. But um, Adrian, we could just ask him. Uh, can you tell who the shy person on the show is? Mike, are you there? <laughs> I'm here, but yeah, yeah Mike, I am the shy. I'm here. Hi. I just I don't talk much about hi. Yeah, maybe you can help Mike. <laughs> Mike's very intimidated. I am. I am very. I am very very shy. That's why, well, like during interviews and stuff, I do not talk. I do not ask questions. I just, I just, just sit here there. and listen. He just hangs there and enjoy the experience. Yeah. And that's totally cool. You know, I get it. I really do. And th- and that's what I, you know, that's what I strive for. I strive for like trying to, at least let everyone who's interested know that I'm here for them if 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 they need me. You yeah. know, if you find your way to me. Uh, you know, I can at least be reciprocal of that, and I appreciate it, and I'll give you back anything you're giving me. Yeah, we we appreciate it and love you. And, you know, just this is a question that fans would love to know, and, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm sure you were asked this before, but uh, did you watch all of the sequels of Friday the 13th? Answer is kind of, sort of. No, and I'll tell you how. I, I, you know, needless to say, I have, uh, you know, I have the little uh, collections and I've gone through them, but uh, I'll, I'll fast forward. I'm sorry. I will. And um, really and <laughs> just a little. And, and the, you know, and then if I know people like, for instance, I know Lars, so I'll watch Lars just when I met her just to know, catch up with it. Yeah. You know, right. that kind of thing. Um, but uh after four, one, two, three, four, I know pretty well inside and out. Cool. After that, after that, you know, seven, I, I'm sort of familiar with, and a few of them, it's like oh, not so much. Yeah, when they when uh, it goes to hell or goes to outer space. Oh, yeah, and, and you know what? Really, I'll, I'll I'll tell you one of my really big pet peeves. Okay. Is when he goes to Manhattan. Oh no! Yes. Thank you. Oh and, my god! And hold on, hold on. And they're playing, uh, they're playing the New York song. Who's singing yeah. it? Who's who's singing it? I forget. Oh, that's the know. yeah. That that's in the trailer. Um. Yeah. Oh, All right. God. They spent more. I guarantee you, they spent more for just that music than they did for our entire first movie. Oh wow! No they probably did. Yeah. That's probably true. I mean, maybe not some, but very close. I, I we had some, we had no money. Uh, what did you think of how he died? Like that was the last one. He melted away from the toxic waste in the sewer. What did you think that was the stupidest thing? Is that what the fans want Jason to do? I mean, seriously, if you could have Jason do anything, what would you have him do? Wouldn't you have him come back and and in, in in the snow? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that was supposed. Which one was supposed to be snow? It's retribution. It's uh, there's some fan sites. Um, oh. Patrick Dobson and Joe Quintanella oh. and some of the other big Facebook buddies are putting together this this little movie that you know Amy and I have like saying, you know, guys, go for it because it's a great idea and it is a great idea. Um, also, Jeff Wickedbeard, if you know the guy who plays does a great Jason. Um, uh, he he walks around the conventions and he does great. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen him. <laughs> He's fabulous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I just want what the fans want for this series. That's all. How okay? How about Freddy versus Jason? What do you think of that? Okay, 
you know, it was good for the box office. Wow, see, I think you're you're more in the lines of me than these two. Now I'm going to cheer. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't think ultimately, I mean, maybe, and also this is the, there's a division of fans too, you know, they and they cross over. There's the purists. Right. And then there's, and then there's you know, the, the all, the all, let's get them all, Ash and everybody together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael Myers, Ash, Freddie, yeah. And let's, let's, you know, have, you ever see that poker game, um, painting with all the yeah all the killers you know it's, it's like let's yeah. get them all together <laughs> right well thank you so much i mean this was really a really fun interview and you know we're yeah. we're looking yeah. forward to anything you have coming i know you're filming right now tales of poe it's going to be a uh, a trilogy the first one's already been filmed called the telltale hearts starring debbie rachon oh, i love that story oh yeah. my god and what a twist and it's already won a few um uh like film festivals as a short because it's you know done in a um in a 40s uh film noir Mm -hmm. kind of thing the killer is female so it's uh, all different it's very very different and very very you know very 40s uh hollywood movie kind of look um and then the second one is the cast in montalado which uh alan roe kelly stars in which is very very oh it's very scary and he's he's well known for gallery of fear which is coming out and then um the third one which is i'm um, going to have uh me and amy and caroline williams wow. uh in it and it has no dialogue whatsoever which is where i'm talking you know the the artist comes into play again right yeah and if you've been onto my website, um, you know, I, I have uh, little bits and pieces of all my new and upcoming films. There's some extraordinarily phenomenal photos um, of me as the Queen of Dreams, playing the Queen of Dreams. Perfect. That sounds oh, nice. Nice. Are you going to go to Monster Mania by any chance in New Jersey this year? August? I'm going to be yeah. up in Syracuse um, for Scaracuse. Do you know that one? No. Nah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a good one. <laughs> They're all good, right? Does your show go overseas at all? Does it go? It goes anywhere that uh, people click YouTube or iTunes. Uh, well, if anyone happens to be in or around London, there is some incredible, incredible art to be seen at the Misty Moon Gallery. And now what they've done is they've also, because I've like encouraged them, they had a film club. I've encouraged them to do a, a, you know, a film festival because they don't have any, believe it or not, really cool horror film festivals or any genre film festivals down in in South London. And so I'm going back in uh, on on Halloween to be the judge, one of the judges for the Misty Moon first annual film festival so any filmmakers listening that want um a really fabulous international film credit it's minimal like it's since it's their first annual and they have some great judges too um it's like like 10 bucks to enter or something crazy oh cool yeah and and so people should check out misty moon i think it's dot net i'm not positive but it's but if you go to my facebook you can find it yeah cool awesome well, so so good talking to you. Thank you so much. And you. And, and yeah. you. 
Thank you. And Dan and and Mike and Andrew, uh, Alex, my favorite name. Yeah. Um, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, just, we can't uh, thank you enough, Adrian. Seriously, we'll 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 talk on Facebook too. I'm on there every day, so <laughs> I'll annoy you. <laughs> wonderful, you wonderful, know. wonderful. I appreciate it. And we're going to have a Friday the 13th event at the winery if anyone's in Oregon. Um, we're actually going to show the movie on the big lawn. We did it two years ago, and it was insanely oh, cool. successful. We had diehard uh, fans drive down from Seattle and Portland and up from the Bay Area, sitting oh, right wow. next to wine club members who had never seen the movie before. Oh, you know really? what I mean? And it was fabulous. So I didn't want to do it, but because, like the winery says, do by popular demand, we're doing it again because it's going to be the last one for a long time. Um, We're going to do it on the lawn and, you know, popcorn and wine and, uh, and live music until dark and barbecue and the whole deal. And then after, oh, oh, and a sneak peek at my new movie, uh, Gabby's Wish which oh, is really hysterical. Uh, it's a, a dramedy, and I play a Bible thumper if you want to see Alice in a different, <laughs> in a different light. With a, with, a, with a gay daughter. I'm, I am a Bible thumper with a gay daughter. Okay? No, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and the whole family reunites like to, to see um, who's going to end up getting the bulk of this estate that my, my older sister is dying in the whole deal. But anyway, so we're going to have a sneak peek of that. But the key is, I said I wouldn't do it unless we could do something really funky and new and twisty. And that's so after, we're, after the movie, we're going to do a Q&A by flashlight through the vineyard. Wow. What? And, oh, man, I want to go. Yeah, Dan loves that. And let me tell you, I have some good things in store. (laughs) You're making me so jealous. Wow, that sounds like fun. You know know how to do it. If anyone in your audience is listening that is within driving distance to the Valley View Vineyard um, or Valley View Winery, you have to come. uh, It's a whole 10 bucks, including a glass of wine and popcorn. Start saving now, guys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, road trip, road trip, road trip. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that. I, I, you know, I saw that you uh, you had a new one up there on your Facebook, and oh my god, I got really excited. So I think I'm gonna order some of that uh, ASAP. Can you talk about the new one and how that came about? And uh, yeah, you know. it's it's pretty darn awesome how it all. Oh, can I say damn? It's pretty damn awesome how it all came about. <laughs> Go crazy. Um, yeah. The new one's called Camp Blush, and it's a proprietary blend of awesome red wines that are, their fruit is left, the grapes are left on the vines just a little bit longer, so the sugars come up, so there's a little bit of sweetness to it, Mm -hmm. but it's got a little bit of beautiful fruit. It's like hints of melon and strawberry jam, I say, and it's the perfect summer wine, and it's... Once again, I have to thank the fans out there. It's selling like crazy, and wow. they're loving it, and the feedback is awesome. Can't get enough. And that's what we hope for. I, um, ask, You know, I could go on and talk about it forever, so I'll take a breath, and you can ask the next question. <laughs> well, I guess, obviously, the next one would be where, where could people get it? Where do they uh, go to get this? It's easy as either going to my website, which is adrianking.com. Right. Or going to crystallakewines.com. Perfect. <laughs> Either one of those will do. And uh, you'll see 
a whole bunch of really, really fun stuff. I have the most incredible Friday the 13th fan slash webmaster named Curtis, and he's got little Jason and Alice avatars running all over my website. <laughs> it's If you haven't been on it yet, it's, it's, it's worth it just to have a good chuckle. Um, <laughs> And, it, and it'll uh, link you right to Crystal Lake Wines, and you can order um, Survivor's Syrah, which is a, my my comfort wine in the in the winter time. Yeah, that, that's a classic one, right? You've had that for a while. I have, but it's almost sold out. Um, we've had <laughs> that for about about a year and a half. Right. Um, yeah, something like that, year and a half, and it's almost sold out. Which is what's so great about these wines is that once they sell out. That's it. It's like the limited edition, you know, and then I'll come back with another varietal with another twist. And so that's kind of what happened. The that sold out. So I had to come back and beg my my winemaker who who's um, been with Valley View Wines, um, which is the the best, oldest and finest uh, winery in Southern Oregon. They have more gold medals than anyone. And they came to me. I was a wine club member there for um, for a couple of years and would go in there every four months and pick up my wine selection because in the valley here, um, we, we're the new Napa Sonoma. We didn't know when we moved here, but we truly found uh, a piece of paradise. And all of a sudden, it's really become very well known for fine wines at half the price of Napa and Sonoma because we don't have the overhead nor the taxes. So when right. you order, we have no taxes on the wine. And the, um, the winemaker here... Uh, graduated from UC Davis, and uh, which is the Harvard of wine, for people who may not know that. Uh, you know, most campers probably don't know that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, all, all we care is how drunk we get from it, that's all. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the, the numbers are up there. You can check the bottles, you know, my alcohol contact's pretty good. <laughs> Do they but vary from price to price to Adrian, or are they all about the same, or...? I'll tell you what I have to do. Now, this is, you see, I understand the economy and I understand price points with my campers. I'm very realistic and I know that we can't afford in this economy like uh, ridiculously priced wines. So what I do is I go into the winemaker and beg. (laughs) (laughs) This is really true. Um, I know enough about wines to know exactly which ones I like. And, you know, uh, enough time has gone by that I I have enough feedback what my campers like. And so I I knew um, everybody wanted a little bit of sweet wine, but I knew what it took to get it. So last last summer I put in my request and I literally was begging for the the grapes this this spring, saying, "Please, I need a new varietal," you know. And uh, <laughs> so they came through, and uh, you know, there's only enough for about max twelve cases, which is, you know, 144 bottles, maybe 15 cases at you know. Uh, we didn't. I haven't counted what we have in it right now. But that's the best thing about it. It's all very boutique, custom crush. And I keep it all under 20. I try to do it $20 or $20, you know, and the the shipping is the killer because shipping I can't do anything about. So I keep it, I try and keep it like average about 20 bucks because I think, you know, for a good bottle of wine, plus I'll sign anything you want on it. Plus I usually send some bonus in the, you know, like a signed art card or a signed poster or something goes in with it. Wow. Um, Oh, yeah, 
<laughs> Sold, yep. So, yeah, Sold. so I, you know, or a postcard that's, and, and you know, all about the winery and all about tips on wine. So it's, you know, it's really my, my passion. I've now got three passions. I started with acting and art, and now I've added the wine to it. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's a great addition. Adrian, yeah. I, I actually, I have a date a week from Friday, and this is like the girl of my dreams, and I've been, so I'm thinking about getting a couple bottles of wine. I think she'd like that, especially if, if you signed it too, because she, she's a big fan of yours and stuff like that. Not a huge horror fan, but she loves this movie. This is the one movie that we can actually watch, and she loves it or whatever. So what, what kind of wine would you recommend? That You know, what, what's a good first date wine? Without a doubt, without a doubt because this is why to me camp blush crosses over because yeah. to me it, it kind of it, it's it's first of all it's the perfect you know summer wine it's refreshing it's light mm -hmm. and um and it's it kind of to me the name crosses over and reminiscent of like the first kiss camp blush you know it's it's to diehard horror fans it will, it's a you know camp blush slash camp blood right. but to me, it brings back all the memories of, you know, your first summer ex camp experience, which is to me, like, I love my first summer camp. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you've created a lot of summer memories for a lot of fans. I know that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and this one, without a doubt, is my favorite. This is this is going to do it. You know, it's uh, this is kind of like uh, the combination of camp and and a little and a little love, you know, yeah. That's awesome, and thank you for giving me that advice too. And uh, if everything works out, I'll uh, I'll invite you to the wedding. <laughs> oh my God, you must come and have it at the winery. We do weddings. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> exactly, perfect. Absolutely. And there's this. By the way, there's a special sale on it now too, three for sixty bucks, including free shipping. I I I've become like this incredible little. Um, Crystal Boutique Winery um, salesperson now, but um, yeah, but that's a that's a really good price for this wine. I, I promise you that. No, it's so, well, thank you, Adrian. We love you so much. We can't thank you enough for doing this too. We really do love my, you. Yeah. My pleasure. And let's all stay in touch, okay? Yep. And if anyone can't get to this thing, I'll put them on the bus myself. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and by the way, Kevin B is all ready. All right. <laughs> nice. Beautiful, love it. Have a happy Friday the thirteenth. You too. Thank you. All right, hugs and kisses to you all. Mwah. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Right. Happy camping. <laughs>